0: RWJ Barnabas Health Telemed offers you two convenient ways to see a doctor anytime, anywhere, without having to come in for an appointment. If you're in need of urgent care, you can use our app to connect with a provider 24-7, right on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. Or you can use our website to schedule a virtual visit with an RWJ Barnabas Health Medical Group provider or specialist and you can even register as a new patient. Book an appointment online at rwjbh.org/telemed. Your safety has always been our top priority, and we've taken every precaution. So don't delay your care any longer. Get started today at rwjbh.org/telemed. RWJ Barnabas Health.
1: Let's be healthy together.
0: To another edition of the Speak of the Devils podcast, presented by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official healthcare provider of the New Jersey Devils. I'm Amanda Stein, hosting today alongside a voice you might not know, but I know you guys are going to start getting really familiar with. His name is Jason Shia, and he's up there in Utica, taking care of the new franchise. Well, it's not a new franchise, but it's new to us in the Devils organization. The Utica Comets. Jason. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the organization. Uh, Great to have you here with us.
2: Well, it's an absolute honor to be with you. Uh, I was telling you before that I had anticipated this uh, coming months ago, so I've been focusing on the Devils a lot in the last couple of uh, months, and this is a really, really exciting time to be a Devils fan. I mean, you can see it percolating. The fan base is ready, and uh, Tom Fitzgerald and the staff so far have done an absolutely incredible job. So this is going to be a big year, and I'm really excited.
0: So for people who don't know you, can you sort of just like explain what your role is among play-by-play and all the other things? Because at the AHL level, a lot of people do a lot of things in one job.
2: Yeah, we wear a lot of hats. Uh, I started my career back home. I'm from Detroit. So I grew up a Red Wings fan, a diehard Red Wings fan. They won the first cup that I call it the first cup because it only matters when I'm alive, but they won it in 1997. Naturally. (laughs) That's right. 97, 98, you know, 01, 08. So it was like right in uh, the teenage years of just obsessing over the Red Wings, love hockey, wanted to be in hockey. I'm a goalie who's 5'6". It doesn't, so I wasn't going to go anywhere. doesn't compute, right? No, nope, no. Nope. I still think everyone wants to make the Nets bigger. You make the Nets smaller. I don't know why you want to make the Nets bigger. So, or the puck's bigger. So I, I got into play-by-play right out of college and uh, fell in love with it. It's the greatest job in the world. You don't, you never work a day doing this. Yeah. And I spent the majority of my career in Charlotte, the American League. I filled in for John forzano who I consider one of the best play-by-play guys it in the really world. Is. And I, I filled in for him for three years, so I got a chance to actually call a game in New Jersey at the Prudential Center. And uh, you know, I, I loved every every minute of it. Here in Utica, now the next chapter with the New Jersey Devils, and it, it just hasn't been. We just kept on going. The arena's behind me; it's painted all different colors. The whole arena's now changed. And the focus of our organization has changed considerably. So while, well, yes, I am the voice of the Utica Comets, that's that's the fun part of it. During this part now, it's yeah. it's about getting these two organizations in simpatica with one another because once it, it's such a mutual beneficial relationship. When New yeah. Jersey does well, that means we're doing well. That means they're drafting well, which means our prospects are playing well. Wins are coming and everyone's happy. So that's that's what you want. And it's a, it's a lot of fun.
1: And
0: this year you're going to have a new head coach who just so happens to be our guest on this podcast. Kevin Deneen announced as the new head coach. He was in San Diego the last couple of years coming over to Utica. Um, what excites you about this move? And, you know, you'll be working pretty much hand in hand with someone like Kevin.
2: Kevin's been around a long time. I mean, you could list his accolades, you know, between just, if you, if you only had his playing career, that would yeah. be something. That would be an incredible, you know, over 1,100 games played captain of an NHL team around the league. Fantastic. Then he goes on to coach. He coaches, he's with uh, Joel Quenville in 2015 when they win a Stanley cup, he coaches the Canadian women's team to a, uh, to a gold medal, which I know Ann Vanna, you're very happy about. They Very happy
0: the about that was for team Canada.
2: <laughs> okay. So he he coaches them to a gold medal. Like he's been around a long time developing players. I first met him. In 2010, when he was coaching in Portland uh, for the Buffalo uh, um, uh, organization. So this guy, you know, when you get a coach in who it's plug and play, he knows how to do this. He knows how to get the prospects going in the right direction. For New Jersey fans, you should be thrilled because, frankly, I think Kevin Dini is going to be a head coach in the NHL. And he, that's what you want. You want a, you want your farm system also with not only players who are going to uh, Yeah, play. it's staff, too. Right. Exactly.
0: Absolutely. So without further ado, instead of you and I talking about him, how about we bring in the new head coach of the Utica Comets. Here is our conversation with Kevin Deneen. New coach of the Utica Comets, Kevin Deneen. Kevin, thank you so much for joining Jason and I and congratulations on the new job.
1: Well, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm just absolutely thrilled. It's, uh, off on the uh, adventure in our family, we've uh, this game of hockey has taken us uh, around the, the both countries, the U.S. and Canada. And uh, I'm an upstate New York guy. That's kind of where I go back every summer. So uh, it's going to be pretty cool to be about 80 miles from home, and uh, certainly knowing the uh, the uh, hockey history and the enthusiasm in the Utica area, it's an exciting time for us.
0: Okay, so I have to ask, though, because you were in San Diego for a couple of years. Yes, you're from the East Coast, but are you ready to, like, acclimatize back to winter?
1: Hey, why are you doing that to me? Seriously.
0: (laughs) I'm just, like, trying to prepare you, you know? Mentally prepare you.
1: Okay and uh, I think uh, uh, Annie is uh, a little bit uh, a little persuasion going on to uh, leave sunny California and I can't say enough about San Diego as a city I mean how much we enjoyed our time there I have a uh, a boy uh, declan is going to be a senior in high school next year and uh, he has elected to stay there and uh, wow. I don't think weather has anything to do with it you know he's a really cool kid and uh, He's uh, going to be his class president next year. And the whole uh, package there, he's on the tennis team. He likes to serve. So, you know what? He'll finish up wow. his senior year. And we've got a great family uh, that he's going to live with. And, uh, and uh, again, it's, uh, it's exciting. We have three other children, and they'll all be on the East Coast. So that's, uh, that's a, a appealing uh, a part of the job as well, being close to family.
0: Is it a little bit hard, though, as a dad to leave
1: your son all the way on the other side? No, geez. I mean, everybody (laughs) always says that. But you know what? Talk to any like coach or or, uh, hockey player over 40. Half of them had to go billet and leave their house when they were 15 or 16, anyways. So that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just part of the package. And uh, the least of my worries is Declan not uh, finding his groove. He's a, uh, He's a, he's a go-getter, and uh, he'll, he'll be fine out there. So uh, Mom, on the other hand, is going to go out and, uh, and get a place to stay with him for a couple months just to uh, uh, kind of get uh, through the college applications and that kind of thing and get him uh, on his footing before we set him free. So he's gone, but not completely. <laughs> Coach, I want to
2: ask you, you know, what people –
1: don't maybe not realize about coaches
2: because you're in different cities and you have been so much of your life, your kids, your four kids are almost characterized by where you were coaching at the time yeah. in terms of where they're
1: living now and you know, how they were brought up. Oh, exactly. That's funny. You bring that up because I know I lived in Philly uh, 26 years ago. That's where Hannah was born and she's uh, in your all business business she's a uh, she's a weekend anchor and uh, newscaster for nbc in portland maine uh my daughter emma is uh living with us but works out of boston so she's working remotely and is nice enough to let us live in our own house right now while she's working and uh uh william's off to college next year and he'll be on the east coast which we're really excited and i might have an opportunity to see him play the odd game next year so uh, you know, uh, Emma was born in Hartford, twenty-three years ago. William in uh, Ottawa, uh, nineteen years ago, and Declan was a, a a Lake George baby, where we spend our summers. But we were in Columbus, Ohio, at the time, so it is kind of a a running history of where we've lived, just based on their birth years.
0: And you're about to inherit a whole bunch of new kids, right? In Always. in the Devil's franchise. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no question. I tell you what, that's, that is in all honesty, you can say a lot of things, but that is where the juice is for me. I got to say, I just can't tell you how enjoyable it is to go to work with, you know, with your staff and with these young players every, uh, every day, you know, they keep you young, they keep you honest, uh, you know, all of a sudden you've got kids around their age and you can, you you know, what knuckleheads your own kids are. And, uh, (laughs) you know, you know, whatever it is, something pops up every year that just makes you really laugh. And, uh, uh, it's a real pleasure and it's always fun just to watch how their, uh, careers progress because we're talking some really, really high achieving individuals and they're, for chosen profession would be hockey. And to, to work in that atmosphere is uh, is a top-notch thing to have to go to work every day. Coach, I want to uh, tell us about your
2: history with Lindy Ruff. And because I know it goes all the way back to when you were in Portland. And I think you were the Philly at the time uh, of Buffalo. Help me correct me if I'm wrong, but you do have a history there and how that lined up with you now in New Jersey.
1: Well, three years, uh, yeah. Lindy and I worked together. I mean, uh, training camp—you, you're there for a good three weeks, what have you. And uh, uh, you know what? It was—I I can't say enough about the way Lindy treated me as a young coach, and uh, and gave us access to um, you know meetings to the coaches' room, uh, the ability to go out and practice uh, with the players. I mean. Uh, it was always enjoyable we we swapped drills i still do a drill drill called the saber six that uh, we used to do a training camp in buffalo and it's got a lot of bodies moving so when you got big numbers uh you know what i steal one of Lindy's old old drills there but uh, could not be more accommodating and I had a good chance to chat with the uh, the staff that'll be joining us in utica and uh, you know they backed up exactly what I said they said uh, that Lindy could not have been more gracious last year and uh, you know a really really sharp hockey mind that's uh, been around and and has such a good feel for the game so exciting uh, for me to be uh, uh, back with Lindy in some time and, uh, and steal some of his knowledge.
0: What would you consider your coaching philosophy and maybe, you know, to sort of narrow it in, what is your biggest challenge as a coach at the AHL level when it comes to preparing players for an NHL experience or an NHL career?
1: I just, I just think that, uh, the American league, and I've said this before at the American league level, it doesn't matter if you're a you're a, a, an equipment manager, if you're a, a referee, if you're a coach, uh, you know, obviously players. I mean, the, the, the American League is where you get your hiccups and burps and toots out of the way. You know, you, you, you do what needs to be done and you go out there and, uh, you know, it's a game of mistakes. So things are going to happen. And uh, the uh, the margin for error is much smaller when you make the jump to the NHL, you know. And, uh, we like to have a atmosphere that is, uh, just a healthy atmosphere that we know those things are going to happen. It might be on the ice, it might be off the ice. And, uh, you know, you're, you're part of their growth process. And, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy that part of the job as far as getting on the ice. Uh, I am, a, a, certainly a guy that I think like all of us coaches a little bit how you played and uh you know i think there has to be a level of intensity and work ethic that uh makes a statement and uh i think you want your whole team to not only buy in that but embrace it know that uh you know what that's a, a, a huge difference between getting there and not so uh you know that that would be part of it. It's strictly as far as our playing uh you know what there's a lot of pressure when we have the puck we want to pressure the other team and when they have it Uh, We want to make things hard to to not only in our zone, but uh, also to try to generate once they get there.
0: Do you talk or is the plan to sort of talk to Lindy about the way he's doing things in New Jersey in order to sort of streamline that process to make sure that you guys are sort of on the same page? Sure, you can do things a little bit differently, but so that process of bringing up players into the big leagues, into New Jersey's roster is relatively smooth.
1: It, it is. And, uh, you know what, one of the advantages I have is, uh, you know, of Sergey Bre- Breland and uh, Breland. Ryan Grant will be there and, uh, I will rely heavily, heavily on those two, uh, as well as our video coach, Adam, and, uh, you know, our goalie coaches and, uh, you name it to, uh, to help make sure that we're all in the same, uh, um, we're speaking the same language is the way I like to put it. Right. Like everybody might do certain things on the power play and uh, you know, that's, that's all good. I think that's one area you can show some creativity uh, on your own as a team, but let's say you're talking D zone coverage or your neutral zone play. You really want to be on point with the way Lindy does his business. And it's not only uh, systems, but you know, terminology, what you're saying to the players that when they get called up, it's like, oh, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever the term is, uh, you know, a, a soft lock is, is something that we use on the uh, on, on the rush coverage. Uh, you know, historically, that's the terminology of, I've used, but uh, want to make sure that uh, uh, whatever Lindy's using is uh, as far as his terminology that we are speaking that same language. And uh, and certainly on the defensive coverage, that's where you really have to be on yeah. point here, how uh, both teams are going to play. Coach, you've been in the AHL
2: before. And I think you realize that managing not only on the ice, but the, the mental side of these young players off the ice, especially when you get to the beginning of the season and players thought they had dreams of playing in the NHL. And you know, maybe you know they're in Utica, they're disappointed. How do you, how have you in your career sort of steered the mindset of a player to focus on what needs to be focused on in order to inevitably in- achieve their dream?
1: Uh, well, that's, that's always a, uh, that, that's part of the fun and part of the challenges of coaching at the American league level. And, uh, I, I guess the best way that I can phrase it and I've always phrase it is I want every player that plays in Utica next year to absolutely maximize their talent, right? Just, just absolutely squeeze everything out of their career. And I don't know, I can't tell you if that's uh, as a full-time NHL or as a guy that's going to be a bubble player getting called up or someone that's just going to have a a really solid career at the uh, American League level. And uh, you look at the different levels. I've had a boy that's played uh, uh, in the uh, USHL the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, some of the kids on his team are first round picks and some of them are kids that are going to play division three hockey. So I think Uh, that tends to uh, sort itself out. It's uh, just making sure that uh, you're there as a resource for them to help them be the best they can be.
2: Okay. I want to add, because fans may not be aware, but your dad was a former NHL coach. You know, it's hard enough to to play in the NHL, let alone like you play over 1100 games. You captain an NHL team along the way. So your dad ends up being the coach. You told me the story about how Shell Samuelson broke the news to you. But <laughs> was there ever a moment that you thought you're sitting in the locker room, going, "This is kind of strange that my dad is 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 the coach of the team"? Or were you because you come from a hockey family, was it almost normal? Like, tell us how that was for you.
1: No, you know, my dad never got involved a heck of a lot. I would say I have been, had a lot more opinions on my son's uh, career over the last two years and than, than my dad ever did. And, uh, you know what I watch his games, I give him feedback. I, uh, you know, had the ability to watch video. We talk a, a lot, uh, through it. I think my dad was certainly more hands off and, uh, you know, when he's all of a sudden coaching you, uh, that's a whole different story. And, uh, I think as I made mention to you earlier, he certainly, uh, didn't, uh, cut me any breaks and it was probably on the other side. Uh, He uh, he uh, bit into me a little more than he was anybody else. But uh, you know what it would I would say it was about a two day adjustment that uh, there was a little bit of uncomfortableness there. And once the players got to know my dad and know what kind of a personality and and what kind of a person he was, uh, it made my job very easy. I think he was a guy that the players really, really enjoyed being around. Uh, they played hard for him and, uh, you know, he's won two American league championships. He's, uh, uh, won awards. He's, uh, he's, uh, very, uh, uh, established, uh, in his day and, uh, uh may you rest in peace. He was a great role model for myself and my brothers. And he has a street named after him, as I understand. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Up in, uh, Glens Falls, right in front of the Adirondack civic center, uh, which is a cool insurance uh, uh, arena now and uh, is actually the uh, farm club in the East coast league for the devils. So uh, there's some, it's amazing in our game how the personalities uh, and the, uh, and the people you meet along the way that uh, pass uh, tend to to cross. And that's certainly no different uh, than my time with the devils. I've, uh, uh, have had a number of chats with Megan Dugan uh, over the last uh, couple of years. Uh, uh, Paul Castron and I worked together in Columbus. Eric Weinrich and I were coaching together versus, uh, in, in uh, Portland. Uh, you know, Scotty Clemonson's another guy that uh, I coached in Florida and can't say enough about. So uh, it, it's kind of neat to uh, have that. It was a teammate of Mark Reckes. So, you know, a lot of paths have crossed over the years. And, uh, you know, it's really neat to re- reconnect and uh, to start working with these fine folks again.
2: Okay. So tell me what your relationship is like with Gord and what that's going to be like next year, because fans may know that he, I believe I, you tell me if it's still the same, because I know there was shuffling in, in Buffalo, but he was on the bench in Rochester. Yeah, that was two years ago.
1: So, okay. uh, you know, uh, Buffalo has, uh, made a lot of, uh, of, uh, changes over the last, uh, year. And, uh, uh, so he did not coach in Rochester last year, but, uh, He's been another guy that's been a great resource, you know, as I was uh, kind of uh, getting uh, in, involved here and, uh, and uh, getting to know the different players. I was able to uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, read off him for some uh, great advice, but uh, he's uh, living in Florida now and uh, is, uh, is getting involved in the real estate business.
0: So I have to ask, because you brought up her name, Megan Duggan, who we love is having a part of the um, Devils organization. But did you like when you first talked to her, like, did you have to apologize for that 2014 gold medal?
1: No. (laughs) No. (laughs) For
0: for people who don't know, of course, Kevin was um, at the head of the Canadian Women's National (laughs) Team. that won gold at the Sochi Olympics um, beating Megan Duggan and the Americans. And as a Canadian, I have to, you know, I had to bring it up, Kevin.
1: I had to. Yes. And that's fine. And Megan can, uh, you know what, she's going to have to deal with that because <laughs> her partner is uh, yes, actually at- 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 <laughs> was on my team. So, uh, you know, the only, the only challenge is uh, now that they've got a, a beautiful baby is to decide uh, which country uh <laughs> we're going to play for and i uh, have uh, made it uh very Recruiting, good you uh, right? look good on the maple leaf more so than the red white and blue well look for me
0: i'd have to agree with that and her little boy george is absolutely the sweetest um i want to go back to just sort of your conversations getting to this point where you take the job in utica what to you was appealing about maybe the conversations that you had had with either dan mckinnon or tom fitzgerald
1: Well, it was both. And, uh, you know, I had an original, uh, uh, conversation with Fitzy and just, uh, you know what it's, it's, it's just really, it's, it's nice to be around some real hockey guys. And, uh, I think a lot of teams talk about development and they talk about, uh, how they want to, um, Oh, how, how they want homegrown players to be the, the basis of their lineup. And I think, uh, New Jersey is a organization that is living that right now. And I think uh, when you do that, that means there's a heavy uh, priority and, and a lot of trust is put into your American League staff to, to uh, develop these players in the way that uh, uh, will make uh, New Jersey Devils a uh, healthy, uh, exciting franchise to watch for, for years to come. So I just feel really honored to be a part of it. Uh, Dan has been nothing but a fabulous, uh, guy to chat with the last couple of weeks. And, uh, I just, you know, didn't, didn't know Dan before I started the process, but, uh, uh, look at him as a, uh, a grant, a great resource and, uh, someone that I'm really looking forward to spending more time with.
0: Those are obviously people who you'll rely on um, just in general. But, you know, my last question to you is you're coming into a new team. You were on the West Coast versus over the East Coast. So you may not have seen when Binghamton played all that much. Um, Now you guys are in Utica. For you, with the season just around the corner, what goes into your process and getting to know what players you have, because I can imagine, you know, you might be starting from scratch there, even though you do have some coaches to rely on as well on your staff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you do. But uh, you know what, the, uh, the eye test is very important as well. Yeah. You know, you get the chance to, uh, you know, like during free agency, I had, uh, uh, you know, a couple different different uh, uh, people in hockey management reach out to me about, uh, some of the players uh, that I would have coached uh, over the last right. two years in Anaheim. And, uh, you know, you're once removed from the organization. So I think that's always a, uh, a very honest statement. So, uh, you know, we'll get on the ice. We'll spend time with guys. I'll do my research before. And, uh, you know, I've watched two Binghamton games. I I've seen, you know, some of the young prospects that, uh, are, are still in that very youthful stage that are, are finding their way into the pro game. And, uh, I, um, like I mentioned earlier, I think that's a, a real appealing part of the job is that you're going to be able to work with this high end, incredible talent that, uh, are going to, uh, be, uh, a future devils. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. It'll take a little bit to get adjusted. I'm not great with names, but I'll be able to pull, pull out a guy's number and the way he skates and how he shoots the puck. And, uh, and uh, you know what? It's it's and no different than talking about Jillian Apps. You know, I was like, yeah. oh my god, I don't even know her first name. I called her appsy for for six months. So, <laughs> you know, you say, okay, I uh, it's Jillian. You know, that's it. And <laughs> I think when we did our uh, our uh, first uh, uh, conversation, I was talking about. uh, I meant to kind of mention I did watch Nolan Foot last year, but I was, <laughs> you know, meant to talk about his dad who was Adam. So I'm. Uh, respectfully uh, correcting that, or, or I should say fearfully, because he was a big shopping man.
0: Well, my name is Amanda. His name is Jason. So hopefully you won't forget those. I'm just joking with you. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Kevin, for your time. I know you have a very busy day, and welcome to the New Jersey Devils organization.
1: Oh, I really appreciate it, man. A Great chatting with you all, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at training camp.
0: Thanks so much, Kevin. We really appreciate it, honestly. Um, I know you've got a busy day, so we'll let you go. So thanks very much, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.
1: Sounds good. Take care. All right, take care. Congrats on the new house, honey. What's this?
2: Carbon monoxide detectors? Yeah, put one on every level. Because you can't see or smell carbon monoxide. And when fuel-burning appliances aren't working right, CO can build up and be deadly. Guys, I'm on it. We just want to know you're safe. At pse
0: we're committed to your family's safety. Know how to prevent carbon monoxide poisoning. If your CO detector
1: goes off, leave immediately. Then call 911. Protect the ones you love. Learn more at pseg.com slash gas safety.
0: Awesome conversation with Kevin. Um, what a personality. I mean, that's like the best part is like when you bring in a great coach, but also one with personality, especially for the job that you and I do, Jason. <laughs>
2: I need stories and he's got a lot of stories. So that'll be my years excavating the history of his life and his dad as a coach and him growing up around Gordy Howe. Like, count me in for all that.
0: Well, we will definitely be, you know, tapping into whatever you learn so that, you know, like you said in the opening, we can all be simpatico with each other, you know, at all different levels. Before we wrap up the podcast, I do want to ask you, cause you've been in Utica for a bit what you know so like what is the fan base like um of course the previous organization was attached to the uh Vancouver Canucks so maybe a little more separated from a Canucks fan base if you will but what is it sort of like there for a hockey fan in Utica
2: so the the building seats 4000 and i Great. think I, I think the season ticket holder base is like 3500 there this Incredible. this yes this town is hungry for a winner. They love their team. And I have to say this about Robert Ash who's the president of the team, former goalie for the Philadelphia Flyers. I have never met anyone more keyed into what the fan base wants. Everybody wants a winner, but we can't manufacture a winner from the front office perspective. So we have to put on a show and yeah. he is on top of making sure the fans have what they want for the best experience. And when you walk into this building you it just the essence of hockey surrounds you it's fun it's a great time and it's loud this building is i've been here as a a visitor and when it's jammed in here and it's loud they're 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 facilitating wins in this building so it's a great environment
0: well hopefully at some point i'll be able to come up to utica experience it you know for everything you've said but by all accounts everything i've heard is it's a great hockey town and you know The goal of everyone is to give not only the New Jersey Devils a winning product, but also the Utica Comets. So really looking forward to it. So thankful to have you on Jason. And I know that we'll do this uh, again soon.
2: Well, just to let you know, when you come to Utica, you have to come to work. So there's a headset waiting for you on the broadcast. (laughs) Our our home games are on TV. So if you're coming, you're working. Just let you know.
0: (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. And I will absolutely 100% be there and I'll, uh, I'll work. I'll work. Because you know what? Like you said before, what we do, we're not working. We're not no, working.
2: You, you can have a beer while you're doing it. I usually Perfect. It out the air. Yeah, you're fine.
0: Make sure it's like a vodka soda or something. We'll, I'll definitely... We got it all here. Don't worry. Well, thanks so much, Jason. Uh, for Jason Shia, I'm Amanda Stein. This was the Speak of the Devils podcast presented by R W J Barnabas Health, the official healthcare provider of the New Jersey Devils. We'll speak to you next time.